Hey everybody, welcome back to the Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to bring you the perfect pairing of whiskey and comics. But today, we are talking about our top three favorite fall whiskeys for 2022. That's right. The seasons are changing. Summer is getting the heck out of here. And so is all of my summertime whiskey. And I'm just kicking into my fall whiskeys because I don't know about everybody out there. Uh, my taste buds change with the seasons. So we thought we would give some suggestions or at least what we are going to be drinking in the fall. Uh, hopefully that can help your next whiskey purchase. It's also been a million years since we've done anything. So this could yeah. very well be the first time you are watching us. So, hey, welcome to the whiskey gang whiskey gang yeah. yikes they're the gang we're the geeks you, you can <laughs> you can tell how long it's been since we've done anything uh hit that subscribe button share this with a friend uh, get other people to come on and write a comment tell us what you think of what we're about to talk about that would be really great so um let's just dive right in alex do you want to go do first it. do you want me to go first uh, well, I've been staring at this one that I poured a little while ago, and Ooh. I'd I'd love to just jump in. So yeah, you, you mentioned it. that your taste buds are changing. What I assume you meant is that you've started ordering, you know, the PSLs at your local Seattle-based <laughs> coffee brewery, and you're looking for yeah. something similar in your whiskey. Yeah, um, I am the most basic white yes. chick of all time. Yes. Um or white person i should say i don't want to be gender reductive no. um but yes i'm pretty basic uh i do like a good psl uh -huh. um i i i am with you yes uh some of mine are pretty fall based but yeah what's yours number one uh number one i went with the glenn farkless 15 year old um so getting something that's a little bit i mean heavily sherry influenced something on the the sweeter richer deeper flavor profile there um it's a little creamy um like don't know if it's like a like this isn't like the deanston organic cream sherry um oh, that we've delicious. that we've both had and yeah. and also we tried to keep our suggestions here to things you can actually get um you more than me some, i think yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so the three that that I'm doing, they're all core range. You can absolutely get these, um, whether you're in Ontario like us or uh, across the country, wherever. Um, the three that I'm going to throw out, you can get. So the first is this Highland Glen Farkless 15. And it's, anyway, it's it's syrupy. It's rich. It's it's a lot sweeter than what I was drinking over the summertime. Um, in the summer, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I think both of us, we get into a lot of the, the lighter, fresher, um, you know, especially if it's hot outside, like I don't want to be drinking like a really heavy uh, whiskey yeah. over the summertime. So, no. but this time of year, um, and, and this, I really do find um, this one in particular on on the nose and the palate, you do get a lot of those um, like raisins and dates. Um, I, I know you've said this before, and I think this was in one of our uh, club tastings that this is like Christmas cake in a glass. Like it's just yeah. whiskey soaked Christmas cake. Yeah. So I'm actually a... kind of upset with myself for not picking a Glenn Farkless, to be honest with you, because uh, it's perfect. It would it almost leans into the winter whiskeys for me yes. because of that Christmas cake thing. But yeah. like every, anything Glenn Farkless is fantastic. If you can get your hands on it, 
Um, personally, I think my favorite Glenn Farkless, I mean, the 25 is a stunner, but yeah. the 105, their cask strength release is just yes. a phenomenal, phenomenal whiskey. A little bit harder to find than like your 15s or anything core range, but if you can get your hands on it, it's definitely a good one. But Glenn Farkless, an excellent an excellent choice, sir. While you enjoy your little dram, I'm going to get mm-hmm. into my first one, which, um, again, you're more of a man of the people, apparently, because <laughs> I went a little bit, uh, um, went a little bit stuff that's a little bit harder to find. The first one, though, I do have a comp that you can get, which is pretty great. So for mine, I went with the Tomatin, um, but I pulled the cask strength myself. Okay. Um, but the Tomatin 12 is a phenomenal fall dram so if you can't find the cask strength tomato 12 is a wonderful choice for fall it's basically apple pie in a glass is what i yeah. say the tomato 12 is um but the cask strength one this is bourbon and sherry cask aged um this thing comes in at a nice 57.5 percent um i think the standard 12 i believe it's 46 I don't think they're a 40. I think they're 46 on the Tibetan on the core range. I'm hundred percent. I'm not hundred percent sure though, unfortunately. Um, but this, like I said, bourbon cask, and then it's uh, finished in an Oloroso sherry cask. You put Oloroso on a bottle. Tim's going to be interested in it right away. Absolutely. Um, but again, this one too, you don't get quite as much apple on this one that you do on the the standard tomato but it is it's all those fall baking spices your cinnamons and cloves and your raisins and your stewed red fruits and everything and it's just fantastic and for a cask strength that doesn't absolutely destroy your palate like some of the other cask drinks which i will say the same with the glenn farkless 105 really really smooth cask strength whiskey like you for people new we're big fans of anything north of 50 (laughs) percent is pretty great um Cask strength whiskeys aren't for everybody, but I mean, you know, uh, finding stuff that is a little bit stronger, you get more depth of flavor and uh, more kind of burst right at the initial front, but sometimes it can be a little bit overpowering. So, but I find that these ones aren't. So, yeah, Tomatin, good and job by you. Yeah. Uh, what a great fall whiskey. I, I just looked it up just so that we could have it. So it's 43. So what, but you were right. It's, it is above the, not a 40. It's not a 40. Um, I don't believe anything that I'm drinking is no, I, I know what my next two are. Nothing's, yeah. nothing's down at a 40. Um, yeah. but yeah, we, we both do. And I should go backwards. The Glenn Farkless 15, it comes in at 46%. Um, and yeah, you find with the higher ABV, there's just more complexity. Everything's just dialed up a little bit higher. Um, yeah. Specifically, some of the notes on on the Glen Farkless said that if you did add a, a little bit of water, like a teaspoon of water in there, it's just going to draw out the sweetness mm-hmm. a lot more. So it, it just cuts down a bit of the, um, like like just a bit of the phenols, not the phenols, the um, like the alcohol burn yeah, that you ethanols. can sometimes get. The ethanol, yeah, and it, and so you get yeah. more of the pronounced mm-hmm. sweetness. Yeah. So, so yeah, I. I almost hesitate to move on from this because I kind of want to finish the full dram that I poured myself as opposed oh, to just a crazy. little, I, I know, but nice little ones. we, we are going to uh, keep this one moving along. Oh yeah. And from, from here, and I think both of us are the same. Um, we said earlier in the summer, we like to drink stuff that's a little bit lighter. I know both of us leaned heavily into like a lot of Campbelltowns over the summertime 
Um, and then like more of the space sides where you're getting a bit of that more, like lighter floral uh, stuff. But in the fall, we both tend to get back to our whiskey roots with some Islas, I think, Ooh. and lean a bit heavier into the peat. So uh, for my second one, I'm going with Lechik 10. Oh, nice. Not quite so, Isla. Not, not, not quite Isla, but... Uh, the islands. Islands. <laughs> and this one comes in at 46.3%. Um, for all of those in the know, if you see something that's 46.3, then you know that it comes from a very particular um, corporation that owns mm. multiple uh, distilleries around. Um, so... That would be uh, distill for people who don't know it's distill. Oh, so oh, the sorry. 46.3, yeah. <laughs> you know that you're getting a Buna, a Deanston, or a Tobermory, which is what Lechik is. It's yeah, and then the Tobermory yeah, on the... Yeah, yeah, on the island of Mull. And mm-hmm. this, uh, so this one is, it's it's a lighter peat. Like it's a, it's softer than like an Ardbeg. It's softer than a Laphroaig. Um, but you just get some really nice gentle um, notes of smoke that come through. You do get a little bit of the um, like, like I I always go back to saying things like sea spray, but this one's a bit more of the iodine um, Mm -hmm. influence, which you do get with a lot of um, either the Isla or the Island ones, just from um, the fact that it's getting um, distilled and then aged on the coast. So, but this one also has um, like some cereal notes as well on the nose. And then again, it's just, it's got a bit of the spice, a bit of the smoke, um, like a bit of the like charred burnt wood that you get on the palate, but not overly peated. So that's, uh, that's this one. Rock and roll. Now you said normally we move away from Campbelltown. Uh, I did not, I stayed. Good for you. There's a Campbelltown for every season for me. There really um, is. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a big Campbell Campbelltown head, and not for Springbank, which everybody just has love letters to Springbank now. Glen Scotia is my my go to, but I didn't even pick a Glen Scotia, although maybe I did. Um, <laughs> oh, I know what you picked. <laughs> so my second one is this wonderful Galdrins, which is a Campbelltown blended malt whiskey from Douglas Lang. Um, so a wonderful independent bottler they did a they do a big series of different regions so this is the Campbelltown one this oh what batch is this this is batch number four so they do different batches every year um so this comes in at 46.2 good old no chill filtering natural coloring no idea what distillery this comes from um because they don't tell you that but but you've got you've got your theories my theory is it's a Glen Scotia because everyone talks about the Campbelltown funk um, which isn't something that I find is very present in a lot of Glen Scotia's. I find that that is much more of a Springbank and Springbank group. So the, you know, Springbank, Hazelburn, um, your Long Rose, Long Row. Yeah. Um, Kilcarran as well. You know, you get a little bit of that in there, but I find Glen Scotia's very, very clean. Um, but this one is like brown butter, like salted brown butter. So it's yeah. like, it's kind of sweet, but it's kind of salty at the same time. There is a tiny, tiny little bit of smokiness that comes through at the end, which is why this is kind of more of my fall stuff. I mean, 
another really good one that I almost picked was the Victoriana. I just oh, kind of nice. figured that that that's almost impossible to find right now. Um, this Galdron's blend you can for all of you find folks in Alberta and I think it's a pretty available in BC. Ontario is not the easiest to get, but Alberta's got it. Our there are good friends. I say our good friends. We just buy a lot of stuff from them. Uh, Craft Sellers, Kensington Wine Market, uh, Whiskey Drop. I believe they all have this Galdron's. It's like around the hundred dollar mark. Um, and for those who <clears throat> who maybe haven't tried that many um, Campbelltown whiskeys, because again kind of hard to find especially with everybody loving Springbank. any release yeah. that comes to canada gets sold out immediately or has to go into a lottery for the saq or the lcbo but if you can get your hands on this one like i said for 100 bucks this is yeah. a pretty pretty good um uh representation of the Campbelltown region um and it's a wonderful fall whiskey it's i mean it's very very light in color but it drinks dark and kind of more heavy and mouth coaty and stuff. So nice. sweet and salty is kind of my takeaway from that, which is why I'm throwing it in this fall, uh, this fall lineup. Nice, sweet, I, salty. I feel mix. really good that we got however many minutes we're in before you mentioned anything about the mouthfeel. And you See, didn't, I didn't say mouthfeel. I know you didn't, but the mouthy creep. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I think it's I worse it. that like I've got a, a mustache when I say mouthfeel, I, I feel like that's worse. <laughs> Way worse. Um, All right. Also, it was a good... Sucker uh, down. Oh, sorry. I just wanted ahead. to say, um, good thing that you mentioned about the price. Um, going back to Electric 10, it's another bottle that's under 100 bucks when yeah. uh, when you can find it. So again, it's a really good value to quality ratio, which is always something if, that we're looking at. Yeah. If we were, if we would have done honorable mentions for this, the Electric 10 was on my list. I almost okay. picked it instead of my last one that was okay. it was like between these two so i'm glad you had it on your list because it's it's definitely um one of my go-tos for this year too but nice. let's let's close the sucker down what's your third let's do it i have a sneaking suspicion you went even peatier i went so i'll say i went peatier but i didn't go i didn't go super heavily peated okay um so i went not, back not a wee beastie not a I, no all right i went uh i went to bunahaven and went with the toich and a oh, dodge um again hundred dollar bottle uh 46.3 percent so uh for those of us or for those of you that have been listening to us for a while you've heard us talk about this one we do have an official comic and whiskey pairing with this that you can go back and on our channel and you can go and find that video. We It'll be linked that. at the end of this one. There it is. It'll be linked. There you go. And we both are big fans of this. The yeah. value to bang ratio, uh, your bang for buck is I think really, really high. This is one of my favorite hundred yeah. hundred dollar bottles that's on the market. Um, again, Buna isn't known for doing heavily peated or peated whiskeys at all. They're much more sherry cask influenced with a lot of their core range, but they brought this one out a couple of years ago to replace the previous peated expression, which was their Chabonic. And this both, this blew both of us away when we first, yep. um, when we first got it. So I, uh, in pouring tonight's dram, I realized I think I'm gonna go, have to go and get a backup bottle because it's starting to sound a little low in there. Mm, that's not good but this An has got excellent notes. choice yeah and this has got notes of some of those um like fall like there's almost a little bit of 
it's almost like a little bit of cinnamon or something on the nose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just like just a hint of it but then you get into like there's that underlying sweet smoke again and then you get a bit of the sea salt um, on the palate and then again because of the sherry cask like you still do get some of those like sultana raisins and then again it finishes with the like with a nice long um, like smoke finish so that's that's mine and I'm now going to drink it because it's been a while since I've had any of this Nice. And I will let you finish off. Right on. So once again, Alex, man of the people, coming in with $100 bottles. Um, good on you. I did <laughs> not for my last one. Um, again, my my tastes have been kind of going a lot more sherry influenced as opposed to the peats, which is, you know, our scotch journey, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, we really kind of leaned into the peat for a long time and pretty heavily. Um but I, I have really haven't been hitting the peat stuff as much. However, I will say <laughs> it's the fall. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dip my toe back in a little bit. Um, so the bottle that I chose is uh, not an Isla, but it is peated. So I am going with the Balvini or Balvini, the week of peat. Oh, nice. Nice so choice. 14-year-old Balvini. They do this once a year where uh, for one week a year, they use Speyside peat. Um and they they do a a run <laughs> and they do peated whiskeys once one week a year at Balvini. Normally not peated at all. Um I think this is probably closer to the two hundred dollar bottle or two hundred dollars. Um if you can get it. So again, it is available. You can get it um both in Ontario and other places. Um for all of our international folks, I'm sure you can find this as well. Um, but a really, really wonderful wonderful expression of a distillery who normally doesn't do peat who when they decide to do it they actually do it really well um some people some distilleries don't do it as well uh, <laughs> and they just try to experiment and that's cool i'm all for experimentation do your thing we need more distillers to do weird stuff i think um but this is one that i feel they knock it out of the park pretty consistently this is my second or third batch of their week of peat um and uh thanks to the whiskey dad because this was a gift from him um mm. but it's a a phenomenal bottle but it's like the peat it's not heavy it's not a uh lafroy lagavulin it this i put this more akin to the koalila side okay for all of you isla fans out there if, if you've not tried any of these non-isla peated expressions if you're pretty heavy on the isla side we think i think that koalila is like a light peat which is similar to your toichinaga that's yeah on the on the lighter side of things as opposed to like a dark heavier you know campfire this is more of like bright and fresh smoke uh this kind of hits the same the same notes to me yeah so. i think when you shared uh a dram of that one because i think uh i don't think you should give the whiskey dad a hundred percent credit on that bottle oh my I gosh think that's that right that was a cool a, gift a little bit of oh, a man. joint birthday present Sorry, buddy. um <laughs> and I, I remember trying that and and thinking the exact same thing. Like that's yeah. it's a nice take on peat from mm -hmm. a non-peated uh, distillery, and yeah. that's actually something really fun to do is to go out and try some different peated expressions from distilleries that don't normally do it, and then yeah. compare them with whatever your favorite um, you know Isla is and just see like see what the difference is like see if you can taste the difference yep. between a Speyside peat and an isla peat and yep you know get into a bit of that terroir you know which is yeah. so much more about which has 
historically been much more of a wine conversation, mm-hmm. but uh, seems to be coming into the whiskey world a little bit more. So, and you can even compare that with like an Orkney, yes, as well. Yeah, because absolutely, the distilleries up there, and uh, even the Isle of Skye, they do some, yeah. they throw some peat stuff in there too with uh, yeah. with their stuff. So. Um, I think that's going to wrap it for this one, yeah. folks. So that is our three. So once again, Alex, hit me all three of your whiskeys. Go. All what right. are your three three whiskeys for fall? Three whiskeys for fall. I've got the Glenfarclas 15 from the Highland region. I've got the Legic 10 uh, from the Isle of Mull. And then I've got the Bunahaven Teutonada uh, from Isla. Excellent. And mine, the Tomatin Cask Strength or the Tomatin 12-year-old, if you can... If you can't find the cast strength, the Galdrin's Campbelltown blend, uh, and then Balvini Weekapeat, fourteen-year-old from Speyside. So I went Highland, Campbelltown, and Speyside. Um, well, that's going to do it for us, folks. Thanks so much for checking it out. You can check out some other stuff. Make sure again you are hitting the subscribe button on the YouTube and the podcast land. We've got a lot of other podcasts. Uh, if you go back in our archives, I'm going to call it an archives because it's been a couple months, yeah. but we do a lot of comic book related things, nerd culture stuff. We reviewed the book of Boba Fett series. We reviewed uh, Marvel. We do Marvel movies and stuff. We're going to be doing a lot more of that as the fall because we're in the middle of content again, content oh again right now. So much. I can't There's so much stuff up. going on. Yeah. So we, we're going to be doing a lot of different kind of recaps and review shows of like our thoughts on stuff like Rings of Power and the Game of Thrones and all the Marvel stuff like She-Hulk and Sandman on Netflix. So we're going to be doing a whole lot of uh, stuff. We oh, pray. You need to watch pray. Yes, I do. The Predator movie. We're definitely going to do that because that movie slaps. Um, yeah. And we're about to dump a metric ton of whiskey reviews on this YouTube channel as well. Uh, We've been a mass, I'm going to say kind of a war chest of whiskey this year. And we just haven't been recording a lot of content for various personal reasons, which we're yep. not going to get into, but we are about to record an un- so unbelievable <laughs> amount of whiskey reviews. So make sure you're hitting the subscribe button and coming back because there's going to be a lot more content coming uh, this fall and winter, especially as we gear up for our, year-end award show yes need to start drinking some more so that we can uh, get yeah gotta gotta put some work into some of these newer bottles that have just you know maybe had a sip or two you know i mean need to really get them in let the palate uh play around with them a little bit see where things stack up problems i know (laughs) hey they're the only problems i've got man that's true that's true all right for the whiskey geeks my name's tim and i'm alex and remember scotch and stories they belong together cheers tim cheers buddy Woo.